Welcome to the Just Be Podcast, where we take time to slow down, quiet our minds, quiet our heart, and simply just be. Life often is calling at us, family, friends, obligations, work, even the voices in our head. So here's a space where we get to kind of turn that all off, and we just take a moment to simply just be. On today's episode, we're going to talk about a couple things, but I think one that sticks out to me is this idea of soulmates. So recently I was talking with um, friends and clients and different people that I interact with on a daily basis or a weekly basis and even people I didn't know. And, and somehow this, this word, right, this concept, this idea of soulmates kept popping up and it really stuck with me because I think Growing up, at least, I was always, you know, taught, and even in movies and in literature, like your soulmate is that singular one person that is your everything, right? It's that one person that excites you, that gets your your heart pumping, and and just makes you feel alive, right? But as I grew up and started experience life, I sort of feel that that sensation or that idea of someone who can excite me, someone who can who can just ignite the fire that's in my heart, right, in the depth of me, in my soul. Um, but I started to realize that it wasn't just one person. It was more than one person. And sometimes that person was of the same gender. Sometimes it was opposite. Sometimes it was a stranger, someone I, I encountered for five minutes at a, at a coffee shop. And I started to process what that was. What, what does it mean? Or how, how could I feel that way about someone I, I barely know? Or someone doesn't even know me. And we didn't even exchange the names. And yet somehow they touched the depths of my heart in a way that I never felt before. And it was interesting because it wasn't like what I felt from that person or those interactions were ever something that was sexual, but it was intimate, right? It was, it was, it was significant and it was special and it was, it was authentic and there was no purpose behind it or there was no motive to take, but it was, it was as though it was a moment to give. Um, and it was really cool. So, you know, that was something I, I, I've been processing and thinking through, you know, most of my life as I've grown up and then this random week where just different people I encountered somehow with that topic of soulmates where it was like, yeah, you know, someone sharing with me, they were like, I had this interesting interaction where I was kind of talking with someone and, and, and it was a guy who was sharing the story with me and he was like, and I was talking to this dude and, and I just felt something like in my, in my heart, like in, 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 in like in my gut for this person. And, but he was like, I, I didn't want to be with him, but I felt something that I was told you should only really feel with like a woman, right? Because that's what he was told. And, and you know, and he has a girlfriend. So he's like, I was confused. He's like, but then I sat with it longer and I realized that it wasn't wrong. It was, it was special and it was, it was healthy. And I was like, yeah, I said, that's a soulmate. I said, at least that's what I believe it is. And he goes, oh my gosh, dude, like you gave me the perfect words for the thing that I didn't even know how to describe. And I went on to, to say to, to him and I was like, yeah, right. It, it didn't feel sexual. It felt safe. It felt like a friend. Um, it felt like you knew the person for your whole life, but you didn't. And it felt significant um, and, and deep in a way that just surprised you. And it's almost like you felt completely naked, but you felt safe. You felt seen. He's like, yeah, exactly. The gentleman went on to say that he realized that he actually felt that way with different people throughout his life. Sometimes other girls or other guys, older, younger. And he always thought it was weird that, oh, if I felt that way about, especially about another girl, maybe it's because I like her or, you know, and then, you know, as we kind of 
broke down this, this concept of soulmates, he realized he's like, wow, I limited myself from receiving some of the gifts of these conversation and, and interactions because of the fear of what it meant or the perception or what I was told it, it would represent or what it would mean. And he's like, wow, I feel more open, you know, to be able to explore that more and to be able to give more freely to the people that I interact with, but also receive and know that I will go through life having soulmates. And some of them will be people I know for probably my whole life. Some, but just a moment, maybe some for a month, a year, a day. He's like, but now I can live and experience that more freely. And I think that's pretty cool. And, and I don't know about you. And as you're listening, if you're thinking about those moments and interactions in your life where you're like, wow, I had a soulmate. I had someone that saw me, that heard me, that felt me in a way that no one ever did. And and the intention was simply to allow me to be. And I think that's beautiful. And I think we all have the opportunity to receive that from someone, but more so we have the opportunity to give that. And I think it's difficult in our society because we're often told if you feel a strong emotion towards someone, it often is followed by something sexual. And I think for me and in different conversations with friends, um, I came to the conclusion that intimacy and sex are very different. You can be intimate with someone and never have sex with them. And you can have sex with someone and never be intimate with them. And those are very different things. They're very different purpose. And I would say if you think of a best friend that you have or a sibling or a cousin, you know, or someone that you're just so close to, you know, if you really think about it, you're intimate with this person. They see you cry. They're there for your happiest moments, for your hardest moments. You know, they, they, they see all the angles and sides of you that you often don't share with other people and vice versa. That's intimacy. Because what is intimacy? At least the way I look at it, it's a trust. It, intimacy is a shared exchange of vulnerability that is built on trust and knowing that you're not going to be looked down upon, you're not going to be judged, but you're going to be received for you. And you're going to feel that, I, I would say, through your life if you allow yourself to, and you'll also be a beacon for that for other people. And I, I, I would argue that as a society, if we did that more, if we took a moment just allow ourselves to be present, to be vulnerable, to be open to this exchange of, of connection, of energy, knowing that it, it can be intimate, but it doesn't have to be permanent. But it will last forever in the sense because it was a memory, right? And that memory and that experience, it happened. It was real in that moment. And whether that person that you had that, that shared intimacy, whether it was through dialogue or through laughter or through a hug or whatever that may be, it will continue because that has shaped you, right? And in that, it will last forever. That interaction may have ended in that moment, right? For the five, 10 minutes that it, it existed for, that exchange existed, but how it shaped you, what it did to you will last forever. And then therefore, from that moment, you go out and you're different and you're changed and the people you interact with, your friends, your family, your partner, whoever that may be, will now experience that intimacy in this in, in the sense of how it changed you, how it grew you, how it shaped you. And that person that gave you that exchange therefore impacted these other people you're interacting with. And I think that's beautiful. Cause it's so easy to think that we live so singularly and individualistic, but we're far more connected and far more intertwined 
as as a, as a, as, a, as a species as a race right you know if we, if we look at things as as energy right they talk about in quantum physics and different things that everything is energy and vibrations and frequencies if you start to think about that right like a ripple effect everything does have a vibration that is sent out right a ripple that is sent out and i think when we start to realize that we offer more than we give ourselves credit for and when we start to see that what we do means something even if we don't always see it we i think you'll start to carry yourself in a way that's more free because you know that hey everything i do has a purpose and i don't have to try to give it purpose i just have to be i have to exist i just need to be in this moment to be here to be my authentic self and you might be sitting here well what is what is my authentic self i don't know what that is and here's the thing you don't have to because i believe it's a discovery and it continues to evolve and change as you continue to allow yourself to experience things as you allow yourself to go and and to try something new to be somewhere different to maybe even be uncomfortable right because our growth begins where our comfort ends and so the more that we allow ourselves to live and to experience the world around us the ideas around us the people around us it's through that right it's it's almost like it's like think think of it like um like a block of clay right on a wheel it's just this big block and the more that it's being spun right the wheel starts to spin and your hands start to rub around that just block of clay starts to take shape but why does it do that it's because there's motion and there's friction and i feel like the same thing with us as people we're kind of these big blocks of clay or or marble or whatever medium or substance you you want to be whatever makes you happy choose that and be that but think about it we're in this world and as we allow ourselves to be to be in the world and experience things it's like we're being spun on that wheel on that table right and then as we continue to to spin we start to interact and we start to bump into people and experiences and ideas and then we start to be shaped and we start to be shaped but the cool part is is we're not just going through life and have no control of how we're shaped we actually get a say in that because we get to choose what we want to keep and what we want to let go of but it's going to be uncomfortable right because what is friction friction builds heat and sometimes heat can be uncomfortable but at the end the result is beautiful but it takes time it takes the willingness to what to be vulnerable just like that that block of clay it's in the hands of the potter right it's vulnerable it it's in its fullest form but same here i am shape me mold me bring life to me and i think if we look at ourselves that way too in life that's what starts to happen but we we also get to co-create that with with the choices we make what was it with the things that happen right because i mean there are things that happen to us that that suck i mean trust me i have a long list of that and then we think that it defines us and i think for a time it does because we don't always know that it happened right but i think when you start to do your inner work and whatever that may look like for you whether you know you're religious or you know or if if you are someone who talks like a pastor or a priest or if you go to therapy or if you do different kind of energy or healing workshops you know whatever that looks like for you if you if you do that work if you take the time to sit with you you'll start to see oh yeah like i get why i do that because x y and z happened to me when i was younger or this happened and then you have a choice right because once you become aware then you have a choice to make right awareness gives us a choice 
Do we continue to allow ourselves to be, you know, subjected to, to this thing that happened to us, to this trauma that happened to us, or do we choose to let it go? And I think that's everything in our life, right? We have to choose. Do we hold on to it? Now that I know that it's there, it's like, it's like if you have like um, a sticker on your back, right? Some, you know, put some, put like a, a kick me sticker on your back. You become aware of it. Now you're aware of it. Now someone told you, you have two choices. Do you leave it there and allow people to laugh at you as you walk by or kick you potentially? Or do you give yourself the opportunity to say, hey, I see it there. Now I have to take it off. But it's hard, right? Because not all of us have a lot of flexibility to reach in the center of our back and take off a sticker. So now what happens? You have a choice to make to take it off. And now you're kind of uncomfortable. You're kind of struggling and kind of shifting to find the best way to remove that thing, that sticker, right? That sign that's on your back. But now that you have it removed, yeah, it was effort. It was work. But what happened? You grew. You learned. You made a choice. And that, I mean, granted, that is a very simplistic example because I know there are some really heavy things. And like I said, I've been through a list of those. And I'm sure as we continue through the world of, the, the, of my life and the thoughts and the weird conversations I have, you'll, you'll start to find out what I mean by, by that. But I encourage you as you go through your day, just take a moment. Think about that time or those times and maybe your experience it now where you encountered a soulmate where you had that moment where you felt completely seen and heard and forever changed in that moment. And be grateful because, and and be proud. To me, I believe it's a sign that you were present, that you were completely in the moment. You weren't thinking about the past or the future, but you were there. You were in it. And you got to be what I would say the fullest version of you. And I think that's beautiful. And I would encourage you if, if you're like, hey, I've never felt that before. I've, I've never experienced that. Be open to it then. Because it's a trust, right? It's saying, I'm going to be open to experience. But I think it's bigger than that in the sense, I'm going to be open to being myself. Even if you don't know what that is, I don't think you have to know who you are from like top to bottom, right? Because it's always a journey. I'm always figuring out who I am. Not necessarily like, I know who I am as a person, right? I know the core of me. But I would say, let me, let me rephrase that. I guess it's not know, knowing who you are, but how you choose to express yourself. And, and the judgment that you place, or the lack of judgment you place based on how you decide to express yourself in the world around you. Because I believe we all know who we are, but I would say it's our judgment and our perception and our perceived perception of others' view on us to get in the way of that. And that clouds our ability to see ourselves. But I think we all know. But we're kind of caught in this this war within ourselves because we all do, to some degree, care what other people think. You know, it's funny that most of the time we go through life making decisions based on what we think other people are going to think about us And the funny thing is, they never even thought that, but that's our perception. So we built this whole world simply on a fantasy and place all these restrictions on ourselves based on technically untrue, unreal information. So allow yourself to to strip that away. And it's, it's one of those progressive things. It's a little bit of work every day to become more 
centered, more present, more you, and to let go of all the voices and the noise that say, you have to be this, you have to do that. You really only owe it to yourself to be present because it's there that you get to see the truest you. So whoever you are, wherever you are in this moment, know that you are seen, that you are heard, and you are loved. And at the end of the day, you are worth fighting for. Thanks for joining in on the Just Be podcast. See you next time. So someone asked me, what is your purpose behind what you're doing? Why, why is this here? Why now? And it's simple. I went through most of my life always believing and thinking that I was the only one whether it was the only one that felt a certain way or thought a certain way or experienced a certain something. And that made me feel so disconnected from the world around me. And all I wanted to know was that someone else, someone out there could say me too. And so I decided to create that space where you get to kind of quiet your mind and your heart and be somewhere still, somewhere safe without judgment where you can simply think, feel, and breathe in the way that feels comfortable to you and get to hear some thoughts and ideas and concepts and feelings, whether you agree with them or disagree with them. It's not the purpose. It's simply just to provide space to just be.